EST 2016. This is interviews, music reviews, and more. This is, this is The Hotter Show. What is up, everybody? We are Roland Audio here today on episode 381 of The Hotter Show. I hope you guys are doing absolutely fantastic. Thank you so very much for tuning in and clicking that play button on today's episode of the podcast. I have a really fun episode for you here today with a little bit of a spooky theme as we are heading into the later part of October, the spookiest month of the year, and we are going to start focusing on some Halloween content because here today we are doing an edition of Ask Hot or Anything, but this is the Halloween edition. We are focusing on Halloween-related things, horror, paranormal, things of that nature. So if you're into that, you're going to enjoy this. I had a ton of fun doing this. It's a bit of a long one, because I had so many questions from my Patreon supporters, friends of the show, and then also, of course, my Discord community. So I'm not going to waste any time and just jump right in. Before I do, I, of course, want to thank everybody for their support on last week's episode of the show, my chat with C.M. Peters, author and co-creator of Baseline Feed. It was a really great episode. Go check it out if you have not, because C.M. definitely deserves your support. And so does Baseline Feed, who are absolutely killing it with their preseason right now. So go ahead and check them out. With that, we are ready to roll into this episode of Ask Hotter Anything, the Halloween edition. Let's get spooky. <laughs> I have like 40 questions here today, which is without a doubt the most I have ever had for a Ask Hot or Anything. And I want to thank all of my Discord fam, all of my Patreon supporters, and also friends of the show for really coming through for me on this one because I wanted to do an Ask Hot or Anything. I like to try and do those every couple of months at least or something like that. I just always have a lot of fun with them and people always seem to really enjoy them because, you know, interaction and so forth. And I thought as we are getting ready for a couple of really cool Halloween-esque content coming up on the Harder Show here, rest assured you will get to, you'll get some narrations coming. I'm very excited about that as that's always a tradition here on the show. And you may even get something I have never done before. I'm very much hoping I can make it happen with a guest doing a watch along of something. So that's all I'm going to say for right now. Hoping we can make it happen because it would be a lot of fun. But you have entered my domain here today because you want to hear what people have asked me. So let's jump in head first here. First off, with a batch of questions from Patreon supporter and our friend Neil, a.k.a. Necrotic Voice, who just had a fantastic showing in parts one, two, and three of Baseline Feed's stellar preseason stories, Klondike Gold. He really did a great job on that. So just uh, just killer job, Neil. Want to give you a shout out for that. Go check them out. First off, starting off with a banger here, Neil would like to know what is your greatest fear? That is an interesting one because I could go two different ways with this. 
As far as what I am most afraid of, what freaks me out more than anything in the world, as far as from the standpoint of maybe irrational fears, is the unknown. Things that we can't explain. Things that we aren't sure about. That kind of just, that messes with me sometimes. Specifically speaking, I don't like the idea of the fact that we pretty much have, we, we know, so maybe this is kind of an oxymoron, but we know for sure that there's other life out there in the universe. If you don't think that there is, you have to be pretty ignorant. I like that, but at the same time, I really don't like that. <laughs> I have been ruined by alien movies. Uh, I saw signs when I was really young and that alien jump scare messed me up pretty good. But then also I saw a third kind when I was really young and that really fucked me up too. Big time. That still fucks me up to this day. So an irrational fear, I guess, is that if that makes any sense, but then also things that we just can't explain paranormal and things of that nature. That stuff all does freak me out. As far as a more rational fear, um, maybe getting a little deep for this, uh, this edition of Ask Hot or anything, but you know, what the hell, let's go for it. I have, I have a fear of not feeling like I fulfilled everything I wanted to in this life. And I'm very fortunate that I've, I've been able to knock a few things off my list, so to speak. But there's still a, a few things I want to do in this life. And that list obviously grows as you get older. Like there's a few key things that I really want to make sure I do in this life. And, you know, there's no reason why I can't. And a lot of them I'm working towards. So that's great. But that's, that's probably the most rational fear that I have. That is something that really uh, uh, can freak me out sometimes that like, you know, I'll be on my deathbed and be like, frig, I never did this or that, or I never tried to do this or what have you. At the very least, try to do something. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's probably the most rational fear <laughs> that I have as silly as it is. And also, um, maybe another irrational fear, but it's, you know, if you ask my wife, what am I most afraid of? What's my greatest fear? She'd probably say, um, hornets and wasps <laughs> because, I am irrationally afraid of them. I don't know why. I can't explain it. it is what it is. Anyway, moving on. Another, all, the, all these questions are from Neil until I say otherwise here. Is there any horror movie you can't watch? Yes, there is. Uh, because it freaked me out too much and I had to turn it off. And I, I do want to try and watch it again, but I'm not sure I can get through it because of this one moment. And because I was, I was still relatively new into using cannabis at the time. I think it was like my third time ever uh, being a newly influenced. And we watched Sinister. Now, Sinister is a, a, is a great horror movie. Uh, I don't think anyone would say it's like the most scariest movie ever made or anything. And it's, it's not. But for whatever reason, there is a scene in that movie where there's a picture of the, the dude. And he's like following the guy, Ethan Hawke's character, as he's walking around the room. And he turns and looks, and he looks directly at the camera, the, the entity, creature, whatever. And it just, it just hit me in such a way 
that I was like, that motherfucker is looking right at me. He's looking into my eyes through my soul. And I turned it off and could not finish it. Was it just because I was under the influence and still relatively new to cannabis? Probably. Didn't help. But to this day, the thought of watching that movie just it gives me goosebumps. I can't do it because of that scene. Because I know that scene's coming. Uh, that also being said, there is a new movie that, again, I really want to watch it, but I, I think it's going to freak me out a lot. And that is No One Will Save You. I believe that's the name of the movie. It's a new alien movie. Uh, it's it, apparently, it's Stephen King said it's one of the most original horror movies he's ever seen. So like, that's pretty cool. But uh, it's a, a woman who lives alone, very isolated, and basically is attacked by aliens, I guess. And she has to like fend them off. Apparently there's like no dialogue in it, which is kind of cool. But as I said before, aliens, alien movies freak me the fuck out. So probably won't watch that one. So those are a couple for you there. When watching scary movies with your wife, who holds who? Uh, I don't think I need to say that because <laughs> you guys have probably already assume, based off my last two answers, who holds who. It, de- it depends. <coughs> Excuse me. Like, we, we don't really get that scared during her horror movies, especially my wife, because she has been a horror movie fan for, for years and years and years. Hell, she's one of the reasons why I got into it so heavily. So definitely I'm more of the scaredy cat than she is. But that being said, we both got pretty freaked out watching The Conjuring. I I think it was The Conjuring 2 specifically. I think. And a jump scare that got both of us really, really good was actually uh, The Haunting of Hill House. I was just talking talking with uh, our dear friend, Dr. Torment, about this the other day. Uh, in Hill House, there's a scene where they're, like, driving somewhere, and then uh, Nellie's ghost, like, pops up from the backseat and screams to, like, get them to stop fighting. That literally, I almost pissed myself, <laughs> and, and so did she. So, you know, maybe, maybe that's, uh, that's a sign of how we are when we're watching horror movies. For the most part, we're both pretty good but I get freaked out a lot more. So she has to hold me. <laughs> what is your favorite Tim Burton movie? Um, I'll be honest. I'm not like crazy, crazy about Tim Burton. I'm, I mean, it's pretty lame, but I'm probably gonna have to say Nightmare Before Christmas just because it's, it's a classic. I didn't really like that movie too much until pretty recently because it just was, I thought it was just a really weird movie. Now I appreciate the the artistry of it and the the voice acting and all that in it a lot so probably nightmare before christmas um also that being said i did i didn't think sweeney todd was quite good as well so maybe there's a couple there for you what horror movies do you think you could survive and which ones do you think you would tragically fail uh horror movies i would survive if you consider them horror movies i guess the more slashers would be the whole wrong turn thing i just wouldn't make the fucking wrong turn that's, I, or I wouldn't go to the, the places, you know, I just wouldn't, I just fucking, I'd be like, nope, we're done. As far as which ones I would tragically fail, um, uh, there's two. Number one would actually be uh, the 1408 universe, because I don't know if I would have the mental strength to get through that. 
the way he did. And also, uh, I'm going to say probably like, hmm. I'll, I'll go classic. I'll say uh, Nightmare on Elm Street because there is no way that Freddy wouldn't come for me in my dreams because I have very, very vivid dreams already. So, yeah, he'd have a good time just absolutely fucking me up, I'm sure. I, I would just request that he kills me in a really, like, creative way, you know, and then he says something fun afterwards, like, welcome to prime, welcome to prime time, bitch, something like that, you know, I think that'd be a lot of fun. He can, like, you know, he can, like, take a microphone and, like, show it, like, down my throat and have me choke or something like that and then be like, you know, uh, are you on, on the air, bitch, or something like that. Like, I don't know. That was terrible. But you guys, you guys get what I'm going for. What's your favorite scary movie? Um, hmm. I love 1408. I've talked about that before. Uh, I think that is that was one of the best movies I've ever seen overall. Is it a quote-unquote scary movie? I don't know. I'm going to be honest with you. As far as movies that really, really, really have stuck with me. Oh, man. I'm going to probably have to say Smile. I think that that movie... That is like... The reason why I love Smile so much is because I am... I is one of my two favorite cliches of horror put together where there is like an entity that is doing things or a demon, whatever the hell, and something that isn't scary that turns scary, which is someone smiling at you. I just, I'm a sucker for good cliches like that. I don't know. I, I, maybe it's lame, but I, I, I think those, those probably would have to be a couple of my favorite cliches. So because of that smile, but also I, I loved 1408. So Hopefully that answers your question. I know it's not like a classic that everyone loves or whatever, but you know, that's uh that's just how she goes here, I guess. <laughs> so hopefully that answers your questions. Neil, thank you very much for your questions and support, brother. Appreciate you. We have a batch of questions here from Mo from Baseline Feed, who again, Baseline Feed are killing it right now with their uh their preseason stuff. Go check it out. Season three is coming and it's gonna be freaking awesome. Is there a scary story your parents told you when you were a child that gave you a real fear? Yes, there are two. One of which kept me up at night for ever. Uh, and that was just, just quite simply this. Um, I was maybe being a little bit of a, of a prick as far as with not doing my homework and stuff like that. And for some random reason, my mother told me, there was like a knock at our door really late one night, or I, in my mind, it felt like it was really late. Probably wasn't actually that late. And for some reason, the next day, my mom told me that it was death. Uh, and he had come to ask if there were any naughty children in our, uh, in our household that weren't doing their homework and listening to their parents. And they said no, but that if I didn't, that he would come back. And uh, yeah, that, that kept me up at night for a while. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and when I say death, I mean like, you know, I'm remembering it as her saying it was death, but it could have been like just some monster or something. I don't think she was insinuating that, you know, death was, I was going to die if I didn't do my homework. But yeah, I, I, that's how I seem to remember it. Uh, the other one was kind of a similar situation. 
uh, but it was the big bad wolf. And for whatever reason, up until I was like in my late teens, I had this totally irrational fear of, I think it was like, there was like something on our roof one night. And like, I think like either my dad or someone jokingly said it was the big bad wolf coming to look in and see if we were doing our homework or something, something again, something totally silly and, and a throwaway, but for whatever reason, I was a really sensitive kid about stuff like that, I guess. Well, yeah, obviously still am as an adult. Whoop, whoop. I had this totally irrational fear of like that. I would like look out a window and would see like the big bad wolf like poking his head down and looking in the window at me. Um, and then that fear turned into just some random person. And here we are as an adult that, that, that still kind of sort of, I think about that still once in a while. So those two stories really gave me a fear. Um, I did, I, I'll throw this into real quick. It wasn't my parents who told me this story, but there was a story that I actually narrated last year. Um, on the family friendly episode of uh, you know, the Halloween special for the harder show. And I, there was a story called, um, Oh my goodness gracious. What's the name of the damn, like the name of the story. I can't, I think it's um, clap, clap once for yes, clap once for yes. Yes. Clap once for yes. Sorry. I, I just wanted to clarify that guys. Cause I couldn't, uh, I couldn't fully remember the name of it. I figured I'd just look it up real quick. I was told that story around a campfire. And then, <laughs> this is when I was a, I was a scout. Um, but I was a young scout. It wasn't like, it, we were called cubs. It was a little different. So then that night, after we were told the story, I was already kind of freaked out about it. The whole concept that, you know, out in the woods, you hear clapping and shit. And it's like some demented creatures or something so then in the middle of the night the older kids um just started randomly clapping for no reason and it just oh my god it it just wrecked me i did not sleep for days <laughs> so yeah there's a couple there for you mo do you have mischief night in canada and if so do you have a fun memory um, I believe we do. I never participated in it, mostly because where I lived, I was out of town. Um, so like the only friends I had around, we just didn't really get into mischief and stuff like that that much. Uh, we would, you know, have fun and make jokes and stuff. Halloween was always very fun. Uh, and that whole week of Halloween and stuff was always very fun in my household, but we just never really got up to, uh, pranks and mischief and vandalism and so i just i just never really got up to that kind of stuff i think one time if i remember we we being my friends had permission to like tp a tree or something i seem to remember vividly but we had permission to do it so i mean it's not really the same thing <laughs> so maybe uh, i, th I want to say it was either my parents with one of our trees or it was one of my friend's parents. I feel like maybe they're just trying to be proactive and be like, oh, well, if we just get it out of their system, they won't uh, want to go TP a house, even though we wouldn't anyway. But anyway, so yeah, hopefully that answered that question. 
uh, I would love to hear some stories from you about uh, Mischief Night, though, so be sure to share those with me. Did you swap costumes to hit houses double? Um, I did that once, but again, this is just the kind of kid I was. Again, because of where I lived, trick-or-treating was a very, uh, it was a very formal affair. You know, I always had my parents with me. We generally always just went to places of people that we knew for the most part and people knew my parents. Um, so the only time I did a double hit was there was friends of ours who lived just down the road from us and they had a ton of candy this year and they had full size candy bars, which is like, that's the way to be. And apparently they had told my mom that, Hey, if later on you guys want to hit us back again, you know, feel free because we have a ton of candy. I don't think we're going to get, get through it all. So, but we ended up putting on new costumes just because like, I think like I literally put on a sheet and dressed as a ghost, like just so it felt like we were at least putting a little effort in. So technically I did it once, but I didn't do it like, you know, in a, in a sneaky way or anything like that. Have you ever played creepy Halloween games like Light as a Feather, Bloody Mary, etc.? Uh, we played Bloody Mary once when I was uh, an older scout. Uh, it wasn't at Halloween, but we did play Bloody Mary once. And oddly enough, we didn't see anything, but uh, the candles we had lit, we had, we had this one big candle torch-like thing lit and ended up going out right at the end of like the whole Bloody Mary thing. And... The guy who was doing, like, we took turns doing it. <clears throat> um, we would, like, leave the area and the person would go in the bathroom and do it. The The candles that were going, he ended up literally, like, after they went out, <clears throat> he ran out of the room screaming and crying, and that put the end of that. Because uh, then people heard it and were like, yo, what the fuck is going on in here? What are you little, what are you little pricks doing? Why is this person crying? It's a guy we were playing Bloody Mary and the candles went out. And then now looking back, actually, the scout leader, who was not that much older than us at the time, like he was like in his like 20s. He was like, uh, OK, well, don't don't do that again. Like now looking back, he was like, yo, what the fuck? Do these guys just like summon a demon or something? <laughs> so, yeah, hopefully that answers that. Mo, thanks so much for the questions, man. Sorry I didn't have more insight to some of them. But, uh, you know, say la vie, I guess is what it is. Thanks very much. I appreciate you also for being a patron as well, my guy. We have some questions here from Doozer Pinden. First off, he would like to know if you could choose any horror movie baddie to play, who slash what would it be and why? I'm going to give you two answers. Um, the first is going to be Jason because Kane Hodder, TJ Hodder. I mean, come on. <laughs> I know it's a really lame reason, but I think it'd be really cool to portray Jason. Even though I'm not like a huge fan of uh, Friday the 13th, I still like really appreciate it for what it is and everything. And I just think it'd be really fun to play that character because you can kill teenagers. <laughs> and who doesn't want to kill teenagers? Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anyway, moving on. Uh, the other one, the more serious one, I would love to portray some kind of a disturbed, like, just killer 
in like a, like a, 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 like American Horror Story or something like that. I don't know if I want to be like the a main person, but like just like a really memorable character from like a TV show or something. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Like I um I'd really want to play something like that that was like is this person supernatural? Maybe not, but they are definitely super fucked up and disturbed. That's that's kind of what I'm thinking when you when you ask that question where my mind goes. So Jason, as far as like a traditional one, and then what I would really like to do. Um yeah. Also, uh pl- playing like the boogeyman spirit would be fucking awesome. Just throwing that out there as well. If it's not too personal, when have you been the most scared in your life? So immediately, uh, what comes to mind is a story that I'm going to touch on a little later on because it has to do with a supernatural encounter that I had. And that's probably the most scared I've ever been in my life, hands down. But I will get into that in a little bit. So I'll give you another one. Let me think. As far as when I was... Okay, okay, I got one for you. So this is actually really recent. This is the most scared I have been in recent memory, but it didn't have to necessarily do with anything in particular. Okay? Actually, saw. I'll give you two. One was when I was trapped in an elevator at work. That sucked. And it wasn't so much, I wasn't scared right away. It was like the last 10 to 15 minutes was, I haven't been that scared in a very long time because the fire department couldn't get the doors open. (laughs) And there was that little bit of like, bro, what if like they can't get it open and I die in here? Like that, that thought crossed my mind and I, I was terrified for a solid few minutes until I heard the clunk and the door started opening and then I ran out of there and I was good up until that moment. As far as something really recent as well, actually, um, that actually inspired a story of mine. I had a, a nightmare that was the most horrific And just vivid nightmare I have ever had in my life by a lot. And I woke up from that nightmare almost screaming. And I was sweating. I've never woken up from a nightmare this freaked out and sweating so much. I literally went to the bathroom. The only reason I didn't throw up was because there was like nothing in my stomach at the time to throw up. Like I was like, just, you know, or else I probably would have thrown up. It was just, yeah. And that nightmare actually uh, pretty much word for word is covered in my story, Hell is But a Great Machine, which you can go check out on my Reddit account. Uh, If you go to the Dread Files Reddit account, it's on there. Hell is But a Great Machine. And if you are a patron, you can check out uh, episode 20 of Tapes Trepidation as I do a full narration of that story and cover it pretty much in extreme detail. And it wasn't so much the fact that the dream itself happened. It was that in the dream, I woke up from 
the like the nightmare and then experience something that just fucked me up a lot and then that's what woke me up so yeah that's uh yeah hope that answers your question there for you dudes as far as uh his next question here oh boy this is gonna get me some heat what's your most controversial horror movie opinion i have three i'll share with you let's do this number one I don't like Chucky all that much. Him as a character. Um, The child's play movies, just not that much of a fan of them. Is what it is. Some people, actually, I've I've talked to a lot of people who don't like them. So, you know, eh, maybe that is what it is. Um, Number two, I don't think Michael Myers is all that impressive. He's cool. But I think that Jason or Freddy could just fuck him up any day of the week. My opinion is what it is. I enjoy the Halloween movies to a just, and like, you know, he has a cool look and everything. But as far as like the fact that it's like, oh, like he's this, oh, he can't die. He's this supernatural thing. I'm just like, meh, it just, I don't know. doesn't do anything for me. Him as a, as a villain. Cool. Bad respect. Just meh. But my most controversial one, and I know this is going to piss people off in my Discord. I do not care for Hellraiser. I do not care for Hellraiser. I have tried to sit down and watch it on several occasions. And I just can't do it. I don't know what it is. Maybe I need to have some context. I don't know, but I get, I got like, I think I got like a, like 15 minutes in two separate times. And I was just like, this is just weird. This isn't, and I just, it didn't do anything for me. It didn't draw me in. There was, I was like, I don't give a shit about what's happening here. So I turned it off and I know that a lot of people love Hellraiser in the discord so i'm not trying to piss you guys off i think that cool design uh a cool um cool character and everything just eh. <laughs> i don't know what else to say <laughs> just eh. doesn't do it for me you know that's the that's the great thing about uh about opinions you know everyone has one so there's a couple there for you what is your most and least favorite Halloween movie? And what's your most and least favorite Halloween baddie? Um, well, as far as Hall- my favorite Halloween movie specifically, um, I <laughs> listen to me. I know I just said I'm not a big fan of Michael Myers, but I do really enjoy the Halloween movies. Um, I did really, let me think about this. I did really enjoy Trick or Treat. I thought that was really well done, and I love the character of Sam. Is Sam my favorite Halloween baddie? Um, pro- probably. I, I just the, his design, everything. I love everything about him. Um, I guess uh, All Hallows Eve. Uh, <laughs> you know, Art the Clown. I mean come on 
the that whole series is freaking just uh yeah it's a lot <clears throat> but i do uh, i i do enjoy art the clown specifically more his design i think than anything he's a really great great twist on the uh the whole clown thing you know he's great as far as least favorites um I don't like Hocus Pocus. I, I know it's not like a a horror movie or anything, but I don't like Hocus Pocus all that much. And and my wife loves Hocus Pocus, specifically Hocus Pocus two. I I thought that was just I I was like, what the fuck is this? I I just yeah, it was pretty lame. Uh, the first one's not not terrible, but the 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 one that came out, I think it was last year. That was like, holy shit, what the hell is that? Um, so are the Sanderson sisters my least favorite Halloween baddie? I, I don't know. Let's go ahead and say that. Um, I, I can't really think of a Halloween baddie specifically that are only like Halloween based that I can think of other than that. Um, sorry, I don't have a better answer for that, dude. That's all I got, really. I guess Michael Myers, but like I like the Halloween movies, but I think Michael Myers himself is kind of meh. Take that for what you will. Uh, also, uh, real quick, shoutouts to Hubie Halloween with Adam Sandler for being surprisingly a really fun Halloween movie that isn't like, it's a family movie. So, you know, well, it's family. It's PG-13, but it's a family movie. What is your most and least favorite horror movie death? Uh, my least favorite horror movie death of all time are basically anything from the Final Destination series of movies. And the reason why I say that is because I can appreciate what Final Destination is. And I mean, the first one with the whole log through the, the windshield. I mean, that has fucked up a, a whole generation. So they don't really get the credit they deserve, I think, for how much they fucked people up. But some of them are so like, just, it's like, really? Really? This is what we're doing? Like, I think it's, uh, I think it's two. Whichever one is at the, the race port and like the car wheel just happens to fly off and kill the one girl and then the building like collapses around them. It's like there's all these series of events. Like I do understand the logic behind it all. I'm just like, bro, <laughs> like really? As far as one of my favorite movie deaths, let me think about that for a second. Mm. one that stuck with me i can't remember what it was from and it's really pissing me off but as far as one that like fucked me up because at the time i had longer hair and it was um what the hell was it from I can't remember for the life of me. Maybe, maybe you guys don't know. Maybe you'll know dudes. I don't know. But there is a scene where this woman is like, she, she's putting stuff in the garbage disposal and her hair gets caught in it and it like pulls her scalp off and then it like pulls her in and breaks her neck. For whatever fucking reason, that one really stuck with me. Um, pretty much any of the kills from, you know, the deaths from smile really stuck with me. Um, 
let me there's one I'm, I'm there's one I have in my brain I'm trying to like articulate properly here I'm trying to like okay you know what I'll scratch that I'll, I'll give you another one maybe I should have thought about this a little more but whatever anyway I'm trying to do this off the cuff and just have some fun here I the the death in haunting of hill house <clears throat> in which well I don't want to I don't want to spoil anything but there is a death in that movie where the person who dies, they technically commit suicide, but they don't really know what they're doing. But the, and I know this isn't technically a horror movie, but the realization when they die and the way they die and everything and how they're kind of tricked and stuff like that, just really, that one stuck with me. And if you watch Haunting of Hill House, uh, you'll understand when you see it what uh you know what what i'm talking about but i'd love to hear your uh your your, your favorite horror movie death there dudes because i'm sure the second i turn this off i'm gonna think of like 10 but uh those are a few that stick out to me last uh, question here from dues opinion uh, if you could visit any horror movie world which one would it be and why also uh, an addendum from our friend dr torment uh, and why is it Nightmare on Elm Street? <laughs> uh, it would not be Nightmare on Elm Street. Fuck that. Uh, no way. Um, hmm. I would. Hmm. I mean, I wouldn't want to visit any horror movie world. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't want to deal with that. If I had to pick one. Hmm. listen to me again probably gonna say the halloween universe because I, I i just i i just wouldn't stay there on halloween i'd just leave i'd be fine <laughs> but yeah not nightmare on elm street no way at all so thanks for those questions dudes i appreciate you and all your support we have a batch of questions here from our dear friend, Tim from Greensboro. And he starts off with a wonderful question. Uh, favorite WCW Halloween Havoc pay-per-view? <laughs> of course, he would start this way. Uh, this is really simple, Tim. That is uh, Halloween Havoc 1996, strictly because of the match between Dean Malenko and Rey Mysterio. Fantastic, fantastic match. As amazing as 97 was with Eddie Guerrero versus Rey Mysterio, you know me, Dean Malenko's my guy. And that fucking powerbomb end, let's go. <laughs> Next up, he asks, have you ever seen a ghost? So this is, this is interesting because I have. I have actually seen several ghosts and uh, I I've talked a lot about it on the show before. If you want a real deep dive, cause I would spend the rest of the episode talking about it, Tim, but if you want a real deep dive into my experiences with ghosts specifically, um, last year I did an episode that was, uh, it's called the Ghosts of Gigs Music. And Gigs Music was the music store that I worked at 
a few years ago and it was haunted. Specifically, the basement was haunted. And if you want to hear all about that, I did do an episode on it a few years ago. That's a great episode. The one I did last year, I was, I was sick. So like, it's not the greatest quality, but I really wanted to talk about it again and kind of look back on it as, you know, having a few years of experience and more understanding of things in the world. But I have seen a ghost and I saw several ghosts at gigs music. And I will tell you one very quick story as far as the, uh, scaredest I have ever been in my scaredest a word it is now fuck it I've ever been in my entire life this does also kind of sort of tie into a question a little later on but I'm going to tell it from a different angle there was down in the basement so this building used to be uh, apparently it was a crematorium back in the day is that true I can't say for certain but apparently it used to be a crematorium back in the day so we were told and I believe it in the basement of the building, there was a bunch of shelves and stuff. And we had like, you know, boxes for the guitars down there. Sometimes we'd keep cases, a ton of overstock for stuff that like wouldn't get damaged, like cables and stuff like that and cords and things of that nature. And so I would have to go down there, you know, once in a blue moon and I discovered while I was down there that there was this like little mirror and it was nothing special. It was just like a cheap dollar store plastic mirror. And the one time I held the mirror up and there was a face in the mirror and it was the face of an older woman and she was smiling at me. And I, what freaked me out about it the most was not that she was smiling at me in the mirror. It was the fact that where I was holding the mirror, I was seeing like kind of the top part of her face. So that meant that she was directly beside me. And I put the mirror down. And started walking towards the old, like, plank wood stairs to go up to the main part of the building. That was the actual shop. I took one step, two step, and then I stopped. And I looked down at my shirt, and it was being pulled a little bit. Like it had caught on a nail or something, which I thought it had. And I turned, and I swear to you, I'm, I'm not making this up. I wish I was. I fucking saw that woman holding my shirt, smiling at me. And I fucking screamed so loud and just tore my shirt away, ran up the stairs on all fours, slammed the door shut, locked it, which we weren't supposed to do because it was a huge pain in the ass to get unlocked, ran outside of the building onto the street. This was at like 9.30 at night, mind you, so there wasn't a lot of traffic. 
fell down onto the street and was hyperventilating, crying and just like shrieking. And the one of our music teachers was still there. He had just he had finished a, a lesson. He was like doing some work before we closed up. He came running out from the back and he was like, dude, like, are you all right? And like someone from across the street at the bar, there was a bar across the street came running over and they're like, Oh my God, are you all right? Like I fucking, I have never been that scared in my entire life. The feeling that I had in that moment was just, I can't explain it. I don't know what would have happened to me if I stayed in that basement, but I don't think anything good would have happened. And anytime I was down there, I got the feeling that I should not be fucking down there. And every encounter that I had with a spirit or a ghost gave me that feeling, except for one, but I will get to that in a little bit because it was the last one that I had. And I'll, I'll tell you guys that story in a little bit, but if you want a, a little more of a detailed story, um, check out the, uh, the Ghosts of Gigs Music podcast on the Hotter Show. Uh, there's the revisited version, which is good because I, I go into a bit more detail and focus on the actual basement ghosts more so than other stuff. Because I had another encounter that was really weird uh, that I thought was a ghost. But now, like, looking back, I'm like, was it a ghost or was it just some weird coincidence? I don't know. Anyway, it's beside the point. But hopefully that answers that question, Tim, from Greensboro. Scariest place you've ever been? Um, Gigs Music Basement, hands down, bar none. I am trying to think if there's anywhere else that, not really, that I can think of. There's been, there's, you know what, there was a school that I only, I've only been to once. And I walked in that building. And it just immediately gave me a bad vibe. I was like, this is, and I kept like walking through cold spots and shit. And I was like, what the fuck is going on here? I finished my work and got the fuck out of there. That, that's the only thing, other thing I can think of. There isn't anywhere that, I, I've been to a couple places that people said were haunted and stuff like that. I've never gotten a weird feeling. Um, but yeah. The basement of gigs music, <laughs> scariest place I've ever been. Uh, are you more of a tricker or a treater? Oh, I am a treater. I, I'm not. I'm not a tricker. I want to just. Uh, I want to just have treats. You know, I, I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to fuck around with anything like that. Uh, scariest childhood memory. Okay, I will go with a real one. Um, when I was still pretty young, I got a phone call from someone. And I literally, it, it was just a random phone call. And the person is just like, hey, this is your friend from school so-and-so and i was like okay mind you this friend of mine lived across the street and i was like okay well what's up 
and they were like, oh, well, like, you know, do you want to hang out? Me and my dad will come pick you up. And I was like, what? Like, why? why? And I was like, I literally said, I was like, why would your dad come pick me up? And like, oh, we'll, we'll hang out. Yeah, yeah, we're going to hang out. And it was the way they said hang out. It just, I was like, no, like, what are you talking about? And then my mom ended up grabbing the phone and was like, who is this? And they hung up. And that's something that may not sound that scary, but I am convinced that like, if I had said yes and was picked up or something, something really bad would have happened to me. <laughs> so, um, looking back on that as adult, that freaks me the fuck out. That, that scares the shit out of me. As far as, you know, a pretty irrational one, um, I watched The Third Kind and that, that stuck with me to this day. That has stuck with me. That movie fucked me up really good. <laughs> so, yeah, hope that answers that question. Last but not least, from Tim from Greensboro, would you go to McCammy Manor? If you guys are not familiar, with uh, McCammy Manor. It is a haunted house attraction, which is a survival horror style of thing. It's it's kind of like the pioneer in the extreme haunted house attractions. Um, it is basically you have to sign a waiver and it gives the staff permission to literally like psychologically and physically torture. You can have bones broken, teeth removed. You can be drugged. Um, that's not no that that's that's not a thing um i i think that's really fucking stupid to be honest with you i think it's uh it's not that that's not fun you know that's not a that that's not to me what it should be about you know what I'm saying? I just, I don't agree with that. I think stuff like that gives horror and people who love horror and stuff like that a really bad name because it's like, oh, like I, I have a, I know someone who works in a real haunted house. Um, it's one of the best ones in Canada, by the way. And, you know, that's someone who really loves his craft and he loves to scare the shit out of you and he'll fuck with you and stuff. But like, He's not going to like rip your tooth out. Like what the fuck is that? I just, I don't know. I'm not a fan of it. I think it's really lame. Uh, that's my two cents on it is what it is. I think that the whole thing is very lame and it doesn't do anything good for horror in general and scares and things of that nature. So hopefully that answers that question, Tim. Thank you very much. I appreciate all of your support. We have a quick question here from our man, Eric phones. Um, Actually, a couple of quick questions that I will, uh, I will, I will dive in here too. Um, how do you feel about candy corn? Uh, I don't like it, but I don't hate it as much as some people. Like if there's a bowl of candy corn and I'm like just chilling in a room, I might take a couple pieces, but I'm not going to like go nuts and buy a bag or anything like that. So I'm kind of meh on it. Do you have any film aspirations ever? Uh, we'll say horror film aspirations ever. Um, yes. I kind of already touched on that earlier, but I would love to 
just have a small little role as like a, some kind of crazy person or something. You know, I think that'd be a lot of fun. And uh, doing the, the voice acting stuff kind of sort of scratches that itch a little bit. Um, I don't want to be an actor per se, but I'd love to have like a small role in like a, a random independent film or something like that where I can just be like some crazy person who like kills someone or something like that. Just a really like weird character. I think that'd be cool. That'd be a lot of fun. <laughs> uh, hopefully that answers those questions, Eric. Thanks very much, buddy. I appreciate all of your support and for being a patron. Have a few questions here from my man, Adam. What is a couple costume that you would love to do? Um, let me think. Well, I would like to do the lame ones, you know, like, uh, like the, the, Plug in the outlet, uh, sausage and ba- sausage and e- uh, bacon and eggs. Um, I saw one that was a peanut butter and jelly. I thought that was hilarious. Sam is not down, but uh, <laughs> I would. I think that'd be that'd be a lot of fun. Um, as far as like a more serious one, mm, let me think about that for a second. It'd be cool to do like. You know, we, we talked about doing, uh, I can't remember, uh, like Jack Skellington and, uh, Sally just cause you know, Sam's a redhead. So it kind of sort of makes sense. That'd be fun to do, but I am not the kind of person who can dress as Jack Skellington. <laughs> so <laughs> that guys can't be Jack Skellington, but I think that'd be a lot of fun to do. What is a costume you would love to do? Hmm. I, I was. Twisty the Clown from American Horror Story once before, but I would love to do that costume again and really stay in character the whole time. Cause I did a lot like that night I was Twisty the Clown. I stayed in character pretty much the whole night. Um, well, not too in character because I didn't kill anybody, but I love being characters where I can really just have fun with it. So any costume that I can adorn a mask and just not be myself and have people aren't really sure. Like when I wore the twisty costume um, and I walked into my work, there was a few people who didn't know it was me. And uh, I actually really, really, really quick, funny story about that. I walked in and there were customers in the building and like they were freaked the fuck out. They were like, yo, what the fuck? Because I was just walking, dragging my bag behind me like he does in the show. And a couple of people knew that characters. So they were like, oh my God, like what the fuck? What the fuck? What the fuck? What's going on? And they let me into the back of the, you know, the the all the Tim Hortons of the building. Cause one of my friends was working and he was in the freezer putting, getting stuff ready to bake. So they were like, dude. Go fuck with him. So I literally walked, opened the, he had headphones on. So I opened the freezer door very quietly and closed it. And I just stood there and he was doing his thing, doing his thing. And it took a good two minutes for him to realize I was there. And he turned and saw me and just stared at me for a solid 30 seconds before he said anything he was just like what are you doing who are you like what are you doing who are you what are you doing what are you doing who get out you can't be in here what are you doing like 
He freaked out. He, he likes to say he didn't, but he was he was white as a ghost. And then I reached in my bag and and gave him a uh, a toy or whatever, and then I left. But when I left, I slammed the door shut, and then I shut the light off. So he ran for it and tried to open it, and he couldn't. And then obviously I let him out like three seconds later. Uh, and then I took off my mask and gave him a big hug. He was pretty upset for about a minute. And then he thought it was fucking hilarious because he was, because he always talked about how, like nothing could scare him and everything. So yeah, I, uh, I gave him a pretty good fright because he didn't know it was me. And that's what was funny about it. Neither did my boss, um, who I didn't know was there. And she came down the stairs and was like, what the hell is this? Who are you? Why are you here? And then I was like, Hey, it's just me. And she was like, yo, what the fuck? I thought you were like some freak. And I was like, I am kind of, uh. <laughs> so yeah, that was a fun one. I'd like to do that again. Do you feel costumes should be more scary than just dressing up? Um, I'm not against dressing up as like fun costumes, but I definitely prefer a more scary type of costume. If that makes any sense. Ideal candy to get while trick-or-treating. I don't really care what it is, but it's just a full-size candy bar. Whatever is a full-size candy bar, that's the way to go. I don't care. Obviously, I have my favorites. You know, I like my uh, my Kit Kats and Mr. Biggs and things of that nature. Um, but I'm not super picky about what it is. I like gummies and stuff like that. So like getting gummies is cool. But like when I was a kid, the best thing was when you got a full-size candy bar. It was like, oh, shit, yeah. I got a full-size Snickers. I got a full-size this, a full-size that. That was the way. That was, that was just any house that did that were just the freaking MVPs for real so yeah hopefully that answered that question adam thank you very much buddy i appreciate you we have a quick question here from rose that is a really good one do you like jump scares body horror or psychological horror more that's interesting because i'm not really a huge fan of jump scares and body horror i'm definitely more a fan of psychological horror I, i definitely atmospheric horror psychological horror suspense-based horror i i i do enjoy uh a good jump scare like i I keep mentioning uh the jump scare from nelly in uh haunting of hill house that's one of my favorites probably because it really got me and it like made sense but as far as like movies that just rely on nothing but jump scares i'm like eh or movies that just rely on gore, like I'm kind of meh on, which is interesting considering I am, you know, a fan of horror and do a horror podcast and stuff. I, I'm, I, I'm not as much of a fan of body horror. It's just I'd much rather have to think a little bit, or be caught off guard by something someone says, or seeing something that is happening, um, like subtly that kind of shit gets me really good again that's why i love smile so much because yes there are a couple jump scares but like it's very psychological and like you know the fact that 
these people are just smiling at you. And it's not quick. It's just, they're just looking at you and they're smiling and it subtly gets more. And then next thing you know, they're fucking dead. And it's just, yeah, I'm a big fan of that. And also from the uh, standpoint of like stories and uh, podcasts and stuff like that, I definitely prefer that as well. As far as, you know, all the squishy sounds and stuff like that, I can appreciate them, but like, it's not my thing. I, and, and that's, that's changed. I'd say over the last year, I used to be really, really love that. Like, like, you know, looking back on like, say like the gray rooms podcast, for example, uh, Jason was so great with his sound design and his squishy sound effects and stuff like that. Like it was, it was awesome. But like, do I prefer stories that don't rely on that? Yes. And furthermore, I really like stories especially from the narration standpoint that don't rely too much on sound design. Not saying I don't love audio drama, horror and things of that nature. Obviously I freaking love that. But for me personally, I find I'm more of a fan of stories that just kind of let the story and the voice actor narrator, whatever you want to call it, kind of just speak for itself. Maybe a little bit of sound design, maybe a little bit of music thrown in there. But I, I feel like, you know, if you have, say, a, a scene where the narrator's describing something that they're doing, like, oh, I'm getting in my car, and then you hear a car door open and they get in. Sometimes that can be cool. Sometimes it can be kind of putting a hat on a hat. <laughs> you know, that's just my opinion. That's something that as time is going on, I'm realizing I'm more into the subtleties and i think that also goes for movies as well so hopefully that answers your question rose thank you so very much and also bray because you kind of sort of <laughs> asked a, a very similar question thank you very much for all the support rose i appreciate it very much speaking of bray uh, i do have i i Bray, the, the questions that you ask, I've kind of sort of already answered except for one. So I want to uh, dive into this head first here for you. Bray would like to know, what is the worst candy ever in my opinion? This is a really quick, simple answer, buddy. But I'm going to talk about why a little bit. That is, uh, I believe in the States, they call them Mounds Bars, which is literally a coconut bar with chocolate on it. To me, there is no more disgusting thing to put in candy or desserts or treats of any kind than coconut. I would rather have raisins. I would rather have dates. I'm pretty sure I would rather like, I don't even know. Like think of, I, I, I don't like dates. I don't like raisins all that much, but I would much rather have those. Okay. Then coconut nothing ruins anything in this world more than if it's coconut related i do not fucking like coconut it is one of my least favorite things on the planet so coconut chocolate bar worst thing on the face of the earth worst candy ever 
you can quote me on that and you can take that to the bank. <laughs> so hopefully that answers your question, Bray. Uh, I want to give a shout out here to Justin from my uh, my Discord. Justin is a big supporter of mine. I appreciate all your support, buddy. Uh, you did ask me what it was the uh, one of the scariest moments of my life, and I did kind of already touch on that. I'm going to touch on another one in a little bit because it kind of sort of wraps into that, but I will give you a quick um, another moment that I can pick out as far as um, a scary moment that has nothing to do with Halloween or anything. It's just a kind of a, now it's a funny, scary moment. Um, I was driving my car in the middle of winter and I hit a patch of black ice and spun, I did a full 180 and was facing backwards on the highway and there's a transport truck coming at me. And he could not, he started to hit the brakes, but he was skidding because he also hit the black ice. And for whatever reason, I had the wherewithal to put my truck in reverse and just hit the gas. And by just pure dumb luck, I did not hit any black ice. I must have just passed the patch. So my car, or my truck, just I just floored it. And I drove backwards for like quite a bit until I, I got far enough ahead of him and he was able to slow down enough that I could kind of quickly correct myself and then gun it. So that was one of the scariest moments of my life because I legit almost died. Like I would have died. There's no way I would have survived that crash. And for whatever reason, it just luck and wherewithal, I guess. Uh, yeah. So that's one of the scariest moments of my life. Um, I, I guess it was technically one of the scariest things that I've ever encountered. Um, but that was a pretty scary thing I encountered. Uh, the Ghost of Gigs Music 100% still the most scariest things I've ever encountered. Uh, and I'm going to touch on that a little bit uh, more in just a second with my next uh, batch of questions here, Justin. But I just want to give you a shout out. Thank you very much, buddy. I appreciate you. The next batch of questions that I have here is from my good friend, Mr. J.M. Scherf, who was actually just on The Hottest Show very recently. Big shout-out to J.M. He would like to know, first off, have you ever had an encounter with the supernatural? Yes. As you heard earlier, I have had several encounters, and I talked about the old lady ghost that was... 100% the scariest freaking moment of my life, but I'm going to give you another one. It was the last time that I was ever in the basement at the store, Gigs Music. I went down there and I was, it was when we were moving out of the store. So the store at this point was closed. We were moving things out. And the last few things that were down there in the basement, there was a couple of old guitar cases um, there was like some random boxes and shit. And there was that mirror that I talked about earlier because I never touched the damn thing again. And I had helpers who I would send down there to do stuff because they never experienced anything when we were down there. So I was like, you know what? If I send two of them down there, everything should be fine. And everything was fine. None of them ever had any weird experiences. I had one co-op student who did have some experiences which if you actually go back and listen to the original Ghosts of Gigs music episode, which was episode uh, 136, I believe, I had him on to 
talk about the ghosts of gigs music with me. And uh, he talks a little bit about his experiences, but nothing really crazy. However, back to my story here. The final encounter that I had there, and, and really the final encounter I've really had with something that I physically have seen. I've had weird things happen around me, and I, I've had weird feelings and things out of the corner of my eye maybe that I've seen in certain places, but nothing ever, even remotely this vivid ever again. And I hope I never have anything this vivid ever again in my, in my experience. Um, so I went downstairs. And I took everything upstairs except for the mirror. The mirror is the last thing I took out of the basement for obvious reasons. I literally picked this thing up. And as I was walking up the stairs, out of the corner of my eye in the mirror, I saw a figure. And I was like, oh, no, 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 no. But them damn intrusive thoughts, man. <laughs> I looked and saw a woman who was just standing there and she looked totally normal. And I was like, oh, okay. And so, so I'm, I, I held the mirror up a little bit and I'm looking at this woman. She wasn't, she didn't have a threatening aura or anything. She didn't, she, she didn't seem odd or anything at all. And I, I, I just was kind of looking at her and, and I was like, you know what? This is the last time I'm going to be down here. I'm going to say something. And this, I think it was the last time I was down here. I can't, I can't. Now I'm thinking, I can't fully recall if this was actually the last time that I was down here. But right now in my mind, that was the last time I was down there. <laughs> and I looked at her and I was opened my mouth to say something. Because for the first time I was like, I'm going to try and communicate with one of these spirits. And as I went to go say hello, she slowly took her finger, put it up to her lips, and did the motion for a shush. She didn't do it maliciously. She didn't nothing, just a shush. And I fucking ran up those goddamn stairs so fast. <laughs> I slammed the door shut. Locked it once again, which again, I stress was a huge pain in the ass to unlock the door. I took that fucking mirror and I put it in a box. And I don't know what happened to it. Uh, I don't think the mirror necessarily had anything to do with the paranormal situations that happened. I think it was just the basement. But that was the last real encounter that I ever had. And that one, that one kind of makes me wonder sometimes still makes me wonder because I'm like, dude, what did she mean by that? Well, what, what did she mean by, you know, the, the sush, the shush? What was that? What was that all about? And that, that kept me up for a while thinking about that. <laughs> so there's a, uh, there's a good encounter story for you there, JM. And obviously I, I have touched on a couple already earlier, but yeah, Ghost of Gigs Music, man, I'm telling you, if you want some more good content for the Halloween season, go check out uh, episode 136 of The Hotter Show. Uh, I think I did a rewind of it not too, too, too long ago. 
and then I did do a Ghost of Gigs Music Revisited uh, last year for Halloween. So go check that out as well. If you want a little bit more in detail about uh, those experiences. Next question that I have here from JM is my first horror movie experience. So this one's interesting because I didn't know really what a horror movie was. And it was actually one of my first times being home alone. And I was watching TV and I found this movie. Now, here's the problem, JM, is I know it was a Dracula of some kind or a vampire-esque Dracula movie. I can tell you two things about it that freaked me out. One of which was before the movie even freaking started. And that was like the intro credits. The It was, I don't remember who did the movie or anything. I, and I don't know specifically what movie that it was. I know it was Dracula. I think it was the 1992 version, but I'm not sure because I can't find this intro for it. It may have been the 1974 version. I can't say for certain, but I know it was Dracula for sure. But in the intro credits, it says like the, you know, whoever made the movie. And in this opening credit scene, suddenly the like shape of the logo turns into like this like weird bat and it screams and like flies towards the TV screen. And that fucked me up <laughs> really bad. And I didn't know what I was watching. So I'm watching this movie. I'm, I remember kind of fading in and out from watching it. But the one scene I remember very vividly, and that's what I can't figure out what, what this was that I was watching. I remember a woman in a bedroom. And I, I want to say she was either in a tub or she was getting ready for bed, something of that nature. And it was snowing outside. And the vampire, Dracula, whatever, was like looking through. A, he was like wiping snow off a window and looking through at her. And he ended up, you know, entering the room and messing her up. <laughs> and uh, that's when I turned the movie off because that scene freaked me out. Because as I talked about earlier, I already kind of had a fear of like people looking down through a window at me. I don't know if it was 1974's Dracula, if it was an early, it may have been an earlier one. I seem to remember being an old movie and yeah, that's the first experience with a home movie I ever really had. From there, the next real experience that I can vividly remember was watching Third Kind and I talked about already how much that messed me up. So yeah, <laughs> that's a, that was my first real, uh, home movie experience that I can, uh, that I can remember as far as the horror movie that kind of got me back into, well, not got me back into, but got me into horror as much as the podcast world really is what got me back into it. It was actually the conjuring series that got me to really appreciate horror movies and the horror movie genre. So there you go. Last question I have here from JM Favorite music to listen to during the Halloween season? Aside, of course, from the wonderful back catalog of J.M. Scherf that I have been listening to 
specifically the uh, the Grey Room soundtracks uh, and some cool stock music jam has as well. I don't really like. I like listening to just random dark instrumental music that I find on YouTube or on Spotify. There's a lot of cool stuff out there. I'll sometimes I have really been enjoying listening to my podcasts. You know, obviously goes without saying. I ingest a lot of horror podcasts around the uh, around the year normally, but especially at Halloween. So, and then you know, obviously listening to music about Halloween, but specifically instrumental stuff, creepy stuff. That's what I really, really like to listen to around this time of year. So hopefully that answers that question, Jam. Thank you very much for your questions and also for your support. I appreciate you very much, buddy. Last but not least here on the Ask Hot or Anything Halloween edition, we have a couple of questions from our dear friend, the good Dr. Torment, who is absolutely slaying right now over on his YouTube uh, narration channel. If you are looking for some creepy stuff, go and check him out because he's awesome. He just did a video for Slenderman and uh, it's, it is the best narration of Slenderman that I've ever heard. I think that what he did was absolutely incredible and uh, so do a lot of other people. <laughs> so go and check it out. Support my boy, support our dear friend, the good duck to torment. But his questions specifically that he has asked. The first is what is my favorite classic horror movie and literature thus far? So as far as my favorite classic horror movie, I'm going to go way classic with this, buddy. Um, I think Nosferatu is really cool. I really do. That scene where he's sneaking up the stairs, get the fuck out of here. That is. That is a very cool scene. As far as classic, classic horror is concerned, I think that scene, the music and everything, it, 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 it's, it's really cool. Uh, I'm not going to sit here and say it holds up, but it doesn't not hold up either. I'm just going to go ahead and say that. I think that's a lot of fun. Watching that movie, especially by today's standards, as far as kind of maybe throwing a, a slightly more recent one in there, I mean, obviously, Nightmare on Elm Street is, uh, is always cool. And one that I guess you could maybe consider a classic nowadays, depending on who you ask, is uh, 1408. Because I just like mentioning that movie. And in 20, 30 years, I will say Smile. <laughs> How do you like that, folks? I mentioned Smile several times in this podcast. And I did it once again. As far as literature, hmm, like I always said thus far, too, because he knows I'm like... I'm I'm in this weird spot right now, guys, where like I, I'm catching up on so much stuff that like I'm discovering things that people already know are awesome. But that's what's fun for me is is I'm I'm like I just read a story. I'm gonna so this is my favorite classic story right now. And that is HP Lovecraft's story, The Outsider. I loved every second of that story. And I thought that the ending was absolutely incredible. And I saw how, you know, a lot of people took inspiration from that story. 
for things. Not like they copied it, but I, I can see where inspiration came from as far as for psychological twists in a story. So probably The Outsider is my favorite. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and be lame and say that also The Raven by Edgar Allan Poe. I, I mean, I just, I, I fucking love it. I can't sit here and lie to you guys. But there's a lot of really cool stuff that I'm getting into reading. Um, the Fall of the House of Usher is something I am actually, uh, I just started picking through tonight, actually, while I was on break, because I want to watch the Netflix series. And uh, I had never read the story before. And I'm only like a couple pages in. It's a short story. So like I'll be able to get through it in one sitting. I just didn't really have time tonight. So that's uh, tomorrow's job actually is to get through that full story. So I can watch the series and appreciate it fully. But I was really thoroughly enjoying that. Uh, there's there's so many. There's so many classic stories. But um, right now it is The Outsider. So hopefully that answers that question for you, Dr. Torment. I'd love to know yours. Hit me up and let me know. And the final question I have here on the Ask Hot or Anything Halloween edition is a really interesting one. And we're going to close off with this. From your youth to now, how much is different from experiencing Halloween? This is an interesting question because when I was young, I didn't appreciate horror. I didn't appreciate the spooky aspect of Halloween. I didn't really experience the the mischievous side of things, the trickery and things of that nature. Maybe a tiny little bit. I didn't really like, I wasn't a fan of haunted houses and stuff like that. So I never really experienced all that until I was an adult. Now, I love all aspects of the decorating, going to haunted houses, just having fun with spooky content and horror content around this time of year, sharing my own spooky content and horror content. I just, you know, obviously horror has become a real love of mine and it's a love that has really blossomed late in my life, which is again, it's very funny because I don't, I don't really know where it came from. I don't know why it took so long to develop. I think I had to, I guess, just to develop it at my own pace and appreciate it at my own pace. And now it's really made me love Halloween in a whole other aspect. The, the fun part of being scared and embracing the fear of things is something that now, again, as an adult, I love and appreciate every single second of it because there's a lot of bullshit in the world and there's a lot of uh, negativity and not so fun things going on. And I think that's why I love horror so much because it, 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 it really distracts me and it really pulls me out of everything, especially creating horror and narrating it and things like that it brings me this weird inner peace because i'm taking any darkness that's within me and i'm expelling it into these just absolutely crazy fantastical things because you can be whoever you want in the horror world you can do whatever you want there is no limit if you want to 
and and you know if you want to write a story about a killer fridge you can do that might be a little weird but you can absolutely do that if you want to dress up as a a killer crock pot <laughs> you can do that you can do whatever you want and it's a really beautiful thing and it's a really fun thing and i'm glad that I've gone through this metamorphosis in my adult life to really appreciate Halloween and horror as much as I do and continue to grow as I learn about it and, you know, really dive into the history of the horror genre and, you know, learn about it and just grow with it as well in an interesting way. And things like this are a big reason that I grow in the horror genre. And I appreciate all of you so very much for taking the time to not only submit questions, but also listen to this. It means the world to me. Thank you so very, very much. Before I go, I, of course, want to take a second to give a humongous shout out to all of my Patreon supporters, my hotheads. We, of course, have Ronan Kamori a.k.a. Mo from Baseline Feed. Thank you very much for the questions, Mo. I appreciate you. Wolf Delta Pi, a.k.a. Tanner from Baseline Feed. Eric Phones, actor extraordinaire. Mike Quintero from Shutter Radio. C.M. Peters from Baseline Feed, who you just uh, heard on the show last week. If you didn't check out her interview, uh, be sure to do so, because that was a lot of fun getting a chat with her. Jason Reese from Jaybird Digital Arts, who does all of the Hotter Show logos and graphics and things of that nature, aside from the shitty memes that I make for these Ask Hot or Anythings. <laughs> so don't, uh, don't think this shitty graphic was done by him, because it was not. He does quality stuff. Terry and Janet Hotter, the uh, inadvert creators of the Hotter Show. <laughs> Brandon Bowden of Bowden Voice. Neil Skarupa from Necrotic Voice. Also, uh, Neil asked some fantastic questions. So, Neil, thank you very much, buddy. I appreciate you. And last but absolutely not least, Mr. Ian Hall. Thank you guys so much for all your support. It means the world to me. If you are listening to this and you enjoyed this episode, be sure to leave a like. Share this episode. Let people know what you thought of it. Comment and let me know what you thought of it. If there's a question in here that you want to answer, please Comment, answer, shoot me a message and tell me. I would love to hear from you guys. Halloween is a time of year to celebrate the spooky and the strange and the paranormal and the fun things in the world and candy and all that stuff. So let me know. Let me know what your favorite candy is. Let me know what your favorite horror movie is, your favorite horror icon, your favorite Halloween costume you've ever dressed as. I would love to hear from you guys about that. You can also hit me up on Facebook and Instagram under The Hotter Show. I also have a Discord where I got a lot of these questions from, which is one of the best ways to keep up that with everything that is going on with The Hotter Show. If you would like to join the Discord, let me know and I will send you a link or you can find the link in my link tree which is link, L-I-N-K-T-R dot R-E. So it's link, T-R dot R-E forward slash The Harder Show. Or you can just go to my Instagram, click on the link there, 
and then it will be there. I know it's a little weird, but it is honestly the easiest way to just have everything as a one-stop shop when people click on links in your profile. You can also find it on my uh, Facebook as well. Or just hit me up and I'll send you a link to the Discord. It's really easy to do it that way. <laughs> or you can also search for The Hardest Show on Discord, I believe, and it should pop up. My little community there. And if you would like to be a Patreon supporter, check it out. Patreon.com forward slash The Hardest Show. And uh, join all of my wonderful Patreon family that uh, a lot of which you heard from and you get a share at the end of every single episode of The Harder Show as well as access to the Tapes of Trepidation, my horror narration podcast that I am doing exclusively for my Patreon family right now. But that won't last forever, so, you know, go check it out. Especially this time of year. $5 will get you access to all 30 plus episodes of Tapes of Trepidation. And there's going to be at least two more coming this month. And one of which is going to be really, 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 really special. It's something I've never done before and I'm terrified, <laughs> but it's going to be a lot of fun. At least I think so. And I think I can say that you had a lot of fun here today with me. I hope you did. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day and I will catch you next time right here on another spooky edition of The Hotter Show. Take it easy, guys.